Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So blessed to be with you. My name is Jeff Figgs. I'm the senior pastor at Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. With you on this Monday afternoon or Monday evening, perhaps, where you're at. Those of you on the East Coast. And we are ready to take your calls, your questions, your prayer requests. So you just heard that. Uh, call-in number 303-690-3000 is the call-in number for you to be a part of the show, to uh, call in and, and talk with me. And you can ask your questions concerning the Bible or Christian living or what's our view? Uh, how should we look at things that are going on around us? Because there is. There's a lot of things going on that we need to have a proper biblical eternal view on and, uh, you know, just studying Paul's epistles a lot lately, uh, he had such an eternal perspective on things. When he found himself in difficulties and in trials and uncertainty, and he always kept his mind on the Lord, and then he would say that you have this mind as well, uh, the mind of Christ. So give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Got all open lines right now. The lines can fill up fairly quickly as we go through the show. So if you've been wanting to call, call right now. And uh, as the uh, phone calls come in, we'll go to the phone lines. And there's another way for you to be able to communicate to me a question or a prayer request. That's through a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897 is the text line. Text me a question or a prayer request. That is a uh, a, a um, text line that will take prayer requests 24-7, by the way. And there will be those at Calvary Church in Aurora, uh, the prayer team, that will be praying for you. And I think it's a wonderful, wonderful resource for you and opportunity for you to receive prayer and have people praying for you. But during the show, in between the calls, uh, we will go to the text line, but we got all open lines right now. Give me a call. Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on Calvary Live on this Monday. It is the 8th of May. We are headed towards Mother's Day this weekend. And uh, so make sure that you Show your appreciation uh, to mom, the very important ministry that you have. Matter of fact, let's start the show by praying for moms. And I want to remind you, mothers, you have such an important ministry to your children. And uh, very grateful uh, for uh, the ministry of moms. And, uh, and God has ordained you to a great, great call. Always remember that. So, Father, thank you for all the moms that are listening as we're going to be celebrating Mother's Day this weekend, and uh, thank you that you have ordained them in helping nurturing and raising their children and praying for them and benefiting them and blessing them in so many ways. Uh, so I just pray that you'd bless their week, their their um, ministry you called them to, and, and their day, Mother's Day, coming up on Sunday. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I wanted to get that in uh, before we get going on the phones or 
uh, with the text questions, 303-690-3000, the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Still got all open lines, so grab one of those open lines early. want to welcome all those who are listening in uh, on live on uh, Grace FM Colorado, two stations along the Front Range uh, and 101.7 in Southern Colorado, Pueblo, Fountain, Colorado Springs. Love to hear from you guys down in Southern Colorado. Pray that you're doing well. And then also in Northern Colorado, a powerful signal that is from Castle Rock, Parker, all along the Front Range up into Southern Wyoming and the Panhandle of Nebraska. Welcome on this Monday afternoon. And also want to welcome all those who are listening live on Radio by Grace, uh, over 70 stations in numerous states across the nation. You two are listening live on this Monday. Give me a call. Love to talk with you. And then those of you who are listening online, the online audience is growing. You can call anywhere in the country at 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. And then again, the text line 720-336-0897. Put those two numbers in your contacts. You can pull them up. And um, and you'll have it right there if you want to to be able to ask a question or give a prayer request. And then there are those who are week delayed, uh, Hope FM, Truth FM on the East Coast, and then Higher Rock Radio in Idaho. So just want to mention that. So got plenty of time. We've got uh, the show ahead of us this hour. It can't go by quickly. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Got all open lines right now. And i uh, love to be able to, this is really your show. This is your show. This is the opportunity for you to be able to call in and ask those questions that perhaps have been on your mind or maybe a Bible study that you heard or were in that there was some discussion or uh, you're wondering what was going on um, with, with um, you know, uh, or you need clarity and understanding with uh, what was being said. Whatever it might be, I want to be able to help you and take you to the Word of God and uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. There's a lot of talk radio that's out there today, but we get to talk about Jesus. We get to go to the Word of God. So give me a call. All open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We're in a beautiful time of the year. It's May. Here in Colorado, we've had, you know, the trees are starting to leaf out, and they say that when Mother's Day does come, that you can start planting a little bit. I know for some of you in the listening area that perhaps you've planted your gardens weeks ago, but uh, it takes a little time for spring to come here in Colorado. And uh, I remember there were a couple years not long ago where we had a lot of snow on Mother's Day, but uh, we're getting into a beautiful time of the year. Summer's coming. I just want to encourage you. Again, we've got all open lines right now, 303-690-3000. This is the time of year where there's graduations. There's a lot of things going on. Matter of fact, I was at the graduation at the University of Northern Colorado where my youngest son just graduated from music ed. He's going to be a teacher uh, down in the Parker area, so excited for him. He's excited on this new chapter in life, and uh, we're just so proud of him and and, uh, with the youngest graduating uh, but there's other graduations that perhaps that you're planning on going to, high school graduations. We've had a number of students from the university, from Ames, uh, in high school graduating this month. Just be sure to pray for them and and make sure that you encourage them in the things of the Lord. 
And if any of you are listening um, that are graduating, um, just know that the Lord has so much for you. He wants to do so many things in your lives. He He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. And whatever that you do, do it as unto the Lord. And that's your ministry where God places you. And just, uh, you may not get the perfect job that you want, uh, the perfect situation that you want, uh, but let him guide you and direct you and grow you and just work through you. And and, um, just know that um, there's a great venture of faith that awaits for you as you trust in him and look to him. So be sure to pray and encourage those graduates uh, that are be um, going through ceremonies this month and uh, just want to um, make sure that we know that they need all the encouragement, especially in the day in which we're living in. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines, and um, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to his throne of grace in time of need as you give your prayer requests. Let me give you that text number once again, 720-336-0897. We're going to go to TJ in Lakewood. TJ? Hello. Hi. Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you. Um, so I called for prayer request. Uh-huh. I, uh, I've lost all of my family members all within six months of one another. Oh, so my no. sister died, and my dad died six months later, and my mom just died. Oh no! And and I'm I'm lost, and you, my husband has yeah. Alzheimer's, so I can't really talk to him, and it's just too like too much. Yeah, it's it's a lot that you're going through, a lot of loss and a lot of grief right now, and I am so sorry, TJ, for your loss. And then with the, and then with dealing with Alzheimer's with your husband, and how difficult that is, and and experiencing Alzheimer's um, with my own parents and with my mom right now, that that burden right there is very very difficult. But on top of it, the most important people in your lives, um, in your family, a sibling, in your parents, passing away. Um, it is is something that you've gone through tremendous loss. And I just want to say that I am sorry, and I want you to know that the Lord is with you and that he sees you, and to remember that we have a living hope that's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and to hang on to that. And this side of eternity, the grief is real, and it's hard, and it is difficult, (laughs) but it's temporary until we go home to be with the Lord I can't wait till we're all together, but I just want to pray for you and encourage you that the Lord is there, that he has comfort to give to you. And I want to read to you from Psalm 61, when David was just going through such difficulties. It's it's a portion of scripture that I often uh, have given on this show, but it brings comfort to me over and over and over again in that times when my heart is overwhelmed. And that's what you're saying. My heart is overwhelmed, and it's from David in a time where he's gone through loss, um, when he's about ready to lose his son. He knows um, as his son was uh, usurping the throne from him, he's out in the wilderness. He's in a dry and and, um, thirsty land, he writes in Psalm 63, and he has nowhere to turn but to the Lord. And he says in Psalm 61, that hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer, 
From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed and lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And so, Father, I pray for TJ as her heart is overwhelmed through the loss of uh, parents, through the loss of a sister in a very, very short time. And she may be wondering if you're there. She may be wondering if she can call out to you. And, Lord, I pray that she would know that your love remains and that you are with her. And, Lord, that you haven't left her as an orphan and that you care for her. And, Lord, even as Paul would write that when he was pressed beyond measure, that he looked to you, the God of comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations. And I pray that you would give her the comfort that she needs right now and the strength that she needs, that she would keep that eternal perspective and to know this, that you give us hope. Um, you give us a living hope through your resurrection. And I pray that she would be able to to minister to her husband right now during her grief and, Lord, uh, during her sorrow right now. And I just ask that you would strengthen her and, Lord, that you would just um, help her perceive your presence in a very, very deep and real way. And, Lord, that I think about how Paul would write that uh, his prayer was to know you in the fellowship of your sufferings. And as she is going through just suffering of grief and difficulty and loss, that there be a deep level of fellowship with you, um, knowing that you care for her and she can cast her cares upon you and that you do see and know. And I just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. TJ, I'm so sorry. I'll be praying for you, okay? And listen, you call any time to receive prayer. I will. Thanks much. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. So hard. So difficult. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Maybe you need prayer. Maybe you, you're going through a difficult time. Uh, maybe your heart is overwhelmed. We want to pray for you. We want to encourage you. And that really is the heart of this show. It's not only answering your questions, and it's uh, it's wonderful to be able to do that, but also to encourage you in any way that we can um, and just to be able to bless and um, to help. And we come together as we pray together. And this show, uh, really, uh, it's amazing how uh, so many people respond to me and they feel like it's a family that is forming, uh, the Calvary Live family and coming together and so many listening um, so call if you got a prayer request. We want to be able to pray with you. 303-690-3000, call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Marsha in Greeley. I'm, Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Hey, I I didn't really intend to call today, but I just heard TJ, and um, I didn't lose my loved ones quite in that short period of time like she did, but I've lost my parents, and my sister died after that, and I, my heart just goes out to her. I just wanted, I hope she's listening. TJ, we're with you. I'm praying for you. Um, we stand with you as your brothers and sisters, and we're not going to let you go, and I, I just really want to encourage you to maybe go to a grief share or something where other people can kind of, um, you know, talk you through things. But there's no, uh, 
time limit on, on grief. And I, I just wanted to tell you that you're not alone. And um, God got me through it, and it took a long time, but um, our hearts are with you. And then I did have one prayer request, too. Absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> my prayer request is um, I would love to see my daughter be able to be a mother. Yeah. He, um, she would be a wonderful mother. She's been unable to have children, and mm-hmm. I just kind of want everybody to join me in prayer for her that she would be able to, yeah, to yeah, have absolutely. that experience. Yeah. You know, the Lord invites us um, to give our request to Him and cast our cares upon Him, and we're going to pray. And I just want to say something real quick, follow up, and as you just reached out to TJ. Um, you know, when I quote it from the book of Philippians where Paul was going through uncertainty and and he, mm-hmm. he cries out, Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. And to remind us, you know, a lot of times when we go through the sufferings, you know, for the Lord or through the pain and loss and hurt and there's a hole in our heart, we can have mm-hmm. a tendency to pull away from the Lord. And that's our first tendency, thinking that the Lord doesn't see or, or whatever. And Paul, he reminds us that there's a deep level of fellowship that comes that we can have with the Lord, and and also that there's a deep level of fellowship that we can have with each other. And just mm-hmm. as you experienced something that was very similar, you lost your parents, and you lost, you know, a sister. Um, there's you feel that fellowship. There's just a, a, a closeness and and sympathy and empathy and and just working. And that's why it's so important that the body of Christ come together. Um, and uh, this shows a small part of that. Uh, but to be with brothers and sisters and others, uh, so just as you said, to know that they're not alone, uh, to know that, that we have others to help us, and that we can have fellowship with each other and closeness with each other. And that's really what fellowship is about. It's more than just talking about you know, how the Rockies are doing um, or what's their favorite hamburger place or whatever. There's nothing wrong with those things. But to really draw close and say, hey, how are you doing? And I know that you're hurting. And I want to pray for you, and I want to encourage you, and I want you to know, just as you said, you're not alone. And we're with you, and we're going to travel with you. And the Lord is good um, and faithful, and he's with you as well. And he's going to help you in this journey of grief and difficulty. So you, you reminded us of some things with your call, Marcia. And also for us to come together and just pray for one another is so very important. And I'm, I'm just glad to be a part of uh, being able to, to pray for your daughter as, Father, we do. We just pray for Marcia's daughter. She's desiring to be a mother. And Lord, what a, a just a deep um, desire that that is uh, for a woman to have a child. And Lord, that I just pray that you would touch her body, that you would open up her womb, that you're the one that um, is the creator of life, and you're the one that fearfully and wonderfully made us, as David writes in the Psalms. And I just pray that you would just work that in our daughter's life, and she would look to you. And as she waits on you, that she would just rest in you, and what you have for her in her life. So, Lord, we just pray that you would touch her, uh, that you would do that work, and, Lord, that um, she would be able to, to what's deep um, a desire in her heart 
that as she delights in you, uh, your word says that you give us the desires of our heart. And Lord, that you would do that work and just comfort her and work in in an amazing, miraculous way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Marcia. I just want to let TJ know, TJ, I'm going to be praying for you every day. And don't take that lightly because I get up at 4.30 in the morning to do that. (laughs) So, um, And I'm sure that brings comfort to her. So, yeah, yeah, thank you. But it doesn't matter because God's still going to answer him. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Marcia. Appreciate it. Keep in touch, okay? Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Got all open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Grab one of those open lines and text line 720-336-0897 as we just come together and we pray for each other and as we just encourage each other uh, in the things of the Lord. I'd love for you to be able to be a part of that. So wherever you're at, as you're listening on this uh, day, on this broadcast, uh, the 8th of May, as I said, I'd love for you to be able to call. This is an opportunity. Maybe you've been wanting to call. This is the time to grab that uh, phone line and to be able to call. As I was saying earlier, uh, as we're just kind of in between uh, phone calls and um, I want to be able to, again, as as I encourage you, uh, this is a month where there's a lot going on uh, in our lives, which planting gardens and getting yard work done uh, and graduations that are coming up. I do want to take time and pray for the graduates. Uh, we didn't get a chance to do that before we went to the phone lines, but um, to, in, again, encourage them and pray for those graduates that are graduating high school, graduating um, from the, their universities, colleges. Uh, it's it's a wonderful time of the year, but uh, we want to be able to encourage them in the things of the Lord. But also it is a time where we start getting away. We start going on vacations. Uh, we get away. The mountains are calling here in Colorado. Uh, be careful while you're up there because the rivers are high. Just just respect those mountains. And um, there's still a lot of snow up in the high country. Uh, the rivers are running high. Just be careful. Be cautious. But take the Lord with you when you go on vacation. And it's a time of the year where we have a tendency we can kind of disappear uh, from being in fellowship. And, and I understand that we like to go camping and enjoy the outdoors and things like that. This is not a, a legalistic kind of thing, but a wisdom kind of thing. Make sure that you stay in fellowship with other believers and uh, make sure that you're, um, you know, taking the Lord with you on your, on your um, trips and outdoor outings and don't just leave them at home. Take them with you. Take your Bibles with you. And it's a beautiful uh, time of the year to be able to get away with the Lord uh, Marsha was saying she gets up very early, and, and I know the days are getting longer, and you start to see the break of dawn, uh, you know, about 5, 5.30, even at this time of the year. I've noticed that. And it reminds me of David. David would say, I awaken the dawn. And I like that because what he's saying in that, I'm so excited to spend time with you, Lord. Usually the dawn awakens us. But David says, I awaken the dawn. I, I wake up. I want to spend time with the Lord in the beginning of the day. And it's a beautiful time of the year for you to take your Bibles and take a pad and a pen and take a walk and and, and um, just spend some time with the Lord and allow him to speak to you and to draw close to him. Uh, take advantage of that as we enter into 
this late spring and summer and and, uh, as we get away, things like that, take the Lord with you. And I just want to encourage you in that. And Father, I do pray for the graduates um, as they are going to be graduating from high school. We have some more graduations coming up, I know, this weekend and then after that, high schools. And so, Lord, just be with them. I, I pray as parents and friends, uh, relatives, that we would encourage those young ones to continue their walk with the Lord, to continue to, to um, stay strong in the Lord, to look to Him, to guide them and direct them, knowing that He wants to do so much in their lives as they start a new chapter, a new venture of faith. And Lord, I just uh, ask that you would just have your hand upon the families. Uh, a time of celebration is a time of joy and thankfulness for the work that you've done. But Lord, also a time to remember um, that we need to continue to pray for our kids and those who are young that are out in a world that is just uh, getting darker and is getting more confusing uh, to, to just pray that these graduates c- would continue to grow and be um, established in your word, to stand fast in the Lord uh, as they are established in your truth and as they look to you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ray and Greeley. Hi, Ray. Hello, Pastor. Thank you for letting me come on. You bet. Absolutely. I, I, I've got a prayer request. I've been hit with the bombshell this last week. I feel betrayed. I, I, I feel lost. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just need prayer for my family because this is, this is going to affect my whole family Okay. My mom and my daughters. Um, I got one daughter that really needs it. Yeah, um, and it's and it's hard, Ray. And the Lord knows what you're going through, and you know the the bad news. And and we're just going to pray for your family right now. The Lord knows everything that's going on with them, and you're overwhelmed. And the best thing that we can do is, is go to the Lord and pray. And to you know, I want to give you a verse in Philippians and. Um, and then be able to pray because we're going to go to break here in just a little bit. But I hope this encourages you um, that uh, we are told in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, that be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I know you're anxious right now. And um, so I just want to pray for you. As we come to you, we're, we're invited to give our requests and supplications to him, and we're going to do that. And then he desires to give you a peace that passes understanding and um, to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So, Father, I pray for Ray. There's a lot going on. Um, you know exactly what's going on. Um, just difficulty for his whole family, uh, for his daughter, um, and for everyone involved. You know the situation, you know the circumstance, and so, Lord, we just pray that you would step in and that you would help and that you would give wisdom, that you give clarity, that you would give, uh, Lord, direction, and you give protection where it's needed. And so, Lord, we just cast this on you, you know, all the circumstances, and I pray you be with Ray as he's um, very anxious right now. Um, He's very concerned, understandably so. 
And I just pray that you would, Lord, um, that you would just um, be with him to give him a peace that passes understanding and that he would rest in your love. He would stand on your word. And Lord, that he would know that you desire to work because you care about his family. You care about his daughter and everybody involved. So he would look to you and be able to give wise counsel, godly counsel, and uh, to be uh, able to have the strength uh, to help in this situation wherever he can. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, Ray, going to be praying for you. You hear the music, all open lines, 303-690-3000. Give me a call. We're going to be right back on the other side of the break. Got all open lines. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I am Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Monday. The second half of the show is before us, so we got all open lines right now. So give me a call, 303-690-3000, as you just heard that number. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. Just wanted to make a real quick announcement that we're studying the book of Philippians on Sunday morning, that prison epistle, that powerful epistle that Paul wrote, chained to a Roman guard. And so um, join us if you can. Um, We uh, have three morning services on Sunday, 8, 9, 30, and 11. Some of you, uh, many are listening from all over the country on our live stream, calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G, Greeley is G-R-E-E-L-E-Y. And if you're in northern Colorado, love to meet you, serve you, your family, um, and looking forward to, um, to having you come. We've got ministry for all your family. Uh, got a wonderful, wonderful children's ministry. I think children's ministry is of vital importance in the day in which we're in. Um, and we have um, uh, children's ministry director, Angie, uh, and others that work very, very hard to minister to your kids. Get them to church. Bring your kids to church. Uh, it's very important that um, that you have that support. I know that as parents that we are called to raise our children in the ways of the Lord. It's, it's uh, a primary responsibility that you have. But we want to come alongside and encourage you and help you and uh, the kids come, they love it. We have a children's festival coming up, children's uh, VBS at Island Grove Park. Matter of fact, I just want to remind you of that coming up on June the 5th, 6th, and 7th. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday out at Island Grove Park. Love for you to be able to come out and love for you to to um, to be a part of that. At 9.30 to noon, you can register online and you can... Um, uh, get all the information that's there. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. It's an outreach to our community. Island Grove Park, the main park where the Greeley Stampede is, is where we do our vacation Bible school. So get on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, to register your kids uh, for vacation Bible school coming up here very, very quickly. we got all open lines right now, 303-690-3000. Is the call-in number? The text line is seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. There is a text call uh, that come that 
text call, text message that came in that uh, asked, does 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 29 support baptizing the dead? And that's a very good question, as Paul's talking in that chapter about the resurrection. And as we look at the uh, chapter, Paul is telling us that Jesus rose from the grave. All the witnesses that saw him, uh, Cephas, the apostles, Paul said, I saw him. 500 people saw him at once. And the risen Christ is our hope. Um, Because Jesus rose bodily from the grave, then we have the promise of being resurrected as well. And so Paul's talking about that very thing. And as he's writing to the Corinthian church to remember that uh, the the Greeks had just kind of this dismal view of the afterlife. Uh, many of the ancient tombs that they found in Greece had uh, the saying, no hope on it. Um, they didn't believe in a resurrection. That's why Paul would address the Corinthian church, the church at Thessalonica, uh, the resurrection, because there was just a lot of confusion about it. And Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning this. And as he's writing about the resurrection, he says that because Jesus rose from the grave, that we will rise from the grave. We're going to get new heavenly bodies. And he says something interesting in verse 29. He says, otherwise, what will they do who are baptized for the dead if the dead are not raised at all? Why then are they baptized for the dead? And so as Paul writes that, it it kind of throws people off. They think, well, can we do baptism for the dead? Um, and he's, uh, you know, he's confirming that he he's uh, establishing a doctrine that we can do baptism for the dead. Now the Mormons will take this and they'll try to use that verse to um, just um, confirm their false uh, teaching that you can do baptisms for the dead. The Mormons they do a lot of genealogy work. Uh, they have a mountain uh, mountain in Utah where they have. A lot of records of genealogy is many people that have lived um, in that mountain. Um, relatives uh, go into the Mormon temple and they do proxy baptisms because perhaps they didn't have a chance to become a Mormon uh, before Joseph Smith came on the scene or the Mormon church was established. And they'll use chapter 15, verse 29 as a text to confirm that, yes, we do baptisms for the dead. Well, first of all, what they do is they use 1 Corinthians 15 to also uh, try to support the false teaching that there's more than one heaven. They believe that there's three heavens. There's the telestial, terrestrial, and the celestial heaven, which is the highest. And they say that, see, that in verse 40, there's celestial bodies, there's terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one, the glory of the terrestrial is another. The context of the chapter is the resurrection. Paul's not talking about different degrees of heaven. Um, that is very, very clear. He's talking about heavenly bodies versus earthly bodies. But in verse 29, going back to the question, is Paul supporting baptism for the dead? Um, this this is something that Paul is just saying that as there was pagan practices going on, uh, that the Greeks were very aware that they would do baptisms for the dead. He said, even they know that um, that there is those who live on. Why would they do baptism for the dead if they didn't believe in a resurrection? He's not affirming or saying that that is something that we should practice. He's just bringing out a point that, 
hey, there are those who who do this practice because they believe that there is a resurrection. Um, he's just bringing, kind of inserts this, that even there are those in pagan practices that do this, but it is not a biblical practice at all. A baptism for the dead. The Bible is very, very clear that it's appointed once for man to die, then the judgment. Um, and and that's it. There, There's no purgatory. There's no second chances. There's no baptisms for the dead, anything like that. Um, and so baptism, of course, we can talk about that at another time, um, you know, uh, and it's been talked about on this show. But baptism for the dead, that's not what Paul is saying, that we should practice that. Um, and he's not affirming that that's a biblical doctrine um, that the Mormons believe in. Um, so just wanted to make that clear. It's a, it's a very good question. It's a kind of a difficult verse, but I think that Paul's just kind of asserting that, hey, uh, you know, there's some that even they believe this. Why would they do it if they didn't believe that there was a resurrection? And But he's not affirming that that we should practice it at all. Hey, got open lines or two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Shella in South Carolina. Is it Shella? Shela. Thank you for calling. No problem. Thank you, Pastor, for taking my call. I just wanted to uh, have prayer for my brother. Uh, his name is Philip. And he was diagnosed with prostate cancer a few years ago, went through prostate surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, and now he is having to do another round of chemo. So uh, his numbers went back up. And uh, just want to pray that this round will we'll put it into it and, uh, you know, that he'll, he'll be uh, healed yeah. and better. Yeah, absolutely. So, Father, I do pray. Uh, I pray for uh, Shayla, just her um, brother that's gone through this battle with prostate cancer. Uh, I pray that you would, um, as he continues the treatments, that you bring healing to him. We know that uh, you can just simply do that. If you choose to use the treatments to do that, Lord, we, we know that you're working. But, Lord, we do pray for ultimate healing that the cancer would go away, that you strengthen her brother, uh, Lord, encourage him that um, he would get through this and he would come to health, uh, take you know all the cancer out of him. And Lord, um, thank you that you sustain him so far in this difficult battle that he's gone through and this journey that he's gone through. So we ask for your touch upon him. We ask for your healing. We ask for your strength. We ask for, um, Lord, your compassion upon him. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Hey, all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. There is another question that came in uh, concerning 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, that somebody just sent, because it's talking about the resurrection. And people get confused about the resurrection. The resurrection is when we're going to get new heavenly bodies. So um, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, is what the Scripture says. And uh, so when we breathe our last, close our eyes, our spirit goes home to be with Jesus. Uh, There's no soul sleep. That's a false doctrine. 
Um, the body sleeps, but not the soul. We go home to be with the Lord. Remember that Jesus said to the thief on the cross, before the sun has set, I'll be with you. You'll be with me in paradise. Um, we know that Paul, at the end of his life, uh, would write that uh, my departure is at hand. He was departing. He was going somewhere. Um, so we know that uh, the Bible is very clear that we go home to be with the Lord. But then at the rapture of the church or at the resurrection, at the sound of the trumpet, uh, as 1 Corinthians 15 says, that that which is um, corruptible will be raised incorruptible. That which is mortal must be put on immortality. But in verse 50 it says that now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. So there's somebody that texts and said, well, you know, there is really no resurrection because uh, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. What Paul's writing about is that our bodies now, in this lifetime, on this side of eternity, will not inherit the kingdom of God, but we will get new resurrected bodies. Remember this, that the very foundation of our faith is Jesus rose bodily from the grave, not just spiritually, as some have said. He rose bodily. His body was gone. The tomb is empty. And because he rose bodily from the grave, then we have the promise that we're going to be resurrected and we will have new heavenly bodies. And whether our bodies decay in the ground or they're cremated or they, you know, those who are in the ocean that was shipwrecked and sank and their bodies sank to the bottom of the ocean, they will be raised. God knows every molecule uh, of that uh, body and will raise it. Um, at that time of the resurrection, the dead in Christ will rise first, and then those who are alive, a generation of Christians, that will meet the Lord in the air. So just wanted to make that uh, very, very clear for you. So uh, 303-690-3000, call-in number. Got plenty of time for you to get to call. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Melissa in Tennessee. Hi, Melissa. Hi. How, are you? Melissa. How, are, how are you today? I'm doing good. Good. But I've been a, I've been a Christian for like about two years, and when you're a Christian, you just have a lot of questions. Yeah. And my question is, when God made Satan, he knew, he knows everything. He knew Satan was going to turn. He knew he was going to cast him down on earth, and he knew he was going to deceive the people that he met. He made down here. He knew, That was his purpose. He made Satan for a purpose. So my question is, why... And he made Judas for a purpose, because of what Judas did. But my question is, why are they going to burn for the purpose that he made them for? Well, you're asking good questions, and you're you're talking about the sovereignty of God. God knows the end from the beginning. He does know everything. And those questions do come up when we first become a Christian. Why did? Why is there evil? You know, why was there Satan? And God didn't make Satan. He made a beautiful angel um, that, as... Uh, we know that Ezekiel tells us was a worship angel in the garden. Um, his his music of timbrels and and so he was a worship leader, um, Lucifer. And Lucifer then rebelled against God and took a host of of angels with him. They're called fallen angels, demons, right now, as he rebelled against the Lord. Even as Isaiah said that he exalted himself because of pride, um, wanted to sit on the throne. I will be God. I will sit upon the throne of God, Isaiah chapter 14. Uh, We know that Jesus is interesting. 
that the 70, when they went out two by two in Luke's gospel, that they came back and they're very excited. Uh, hey, we worked miracles and demons were subject to us. And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning and um, to the earth. And that's interesting that Jesus responded in that way. And he said, if you're going to rejoice, rejoice in this, that your names are written in, in uh, heaven, uh, in the book of life. And there's a couple important things for us, and, and then um, talking about Judas as well. Um, but here's the thing, that he's warning against pride. You come back, um, I, th- I think that's what he was telling them. Be careful. You know, it's great that, that you were casting demons out, that you're working miracles, um, but I saw Satan fall like lightning. If you really want to rejoice, rejoice that you're going to heaven. And that's something that we should rejoice in every single day, of our lives. So he didn't make Satan. Lucifer fell and became Satan and um and yeah there's there's evil there's there's choice now in this life whether we're going to follow the Lord. Now Judas it does tell us that um you know that he was uh one that uh as the Lord knew that he would uh betray him um in and uh, that the scriptures may be fulfilled. We read that in in the the gospels. But I believe, Melissa, as you look at it carefully, that the Lord gave Judas an opportunity to repent. And, you know, his he reached out to him in that, um, you know, uh, he said, you betrayed a son of man with a kiss. Um, and I think if Judas would have repented, the Lord would have accepted it. But because we're talking about the sovereignty of God, here's the thing, you're not going to have it all figured out. God knew that Judas would be betraying him. He was used for that purpose, uh, even as you know we talk about the sovereignty of God. Pharaoh, um, that Pharaoh was used uh, for God's purposes and stuff. So I can't give you a very, very definite, clear, you, you know, answer on that. Except that um, God knew what Judas was going to do. He knew, you know, of course, that Lucifer would become become Satan, and and. It was for his purposes, and and Judas, you know, I, I really believe that um, Jesus, you know, gave opportunity for Judas to turn away, and he refused to do that. It's a difficult, yeah, it's a difficult thing when you're talking about the sovereignty of God. And there's vessels of dishonor and vessels of honor that we know. But remember this, that the Lord has foreknowledge. And he knows the end from the beginning, and those things are used for his purposes. Um, and again, I really believe that uh, if Judas would have turned to the Lord, the Lord would have accepted that. And you, you go through the scriptures, Jesus knew what he was going to do. And he says, I haven't lost one except for the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. Um, but, you know, this, that's where I got to leave it. And I just got to leave it in that. And um, the, here's the thing to rejoice in. Why I kind of brought it up is that you can rejoice that your name's written in heaven and that you've accepted the Lord and you've come to salvation through him. And yeah, he chooses us. And you get into this whole thing of predestination and, um you know, choosing and and do we have a choice? And the Bible teaches both um, that, yes, Jesus said, I chose you. You didn't choose me. Um, that he, the Bible talks about predestination. 
The Bible talks about um, those kinds of things. Um, but also we know that uh, that we have you know a choice as well. And I think about how Jesus, how he wept over Jerusalem. He knew that the people would reject him. That's another instance and example. He knew that would happen. But he longed for them to come. He said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the ones who stoned the prophets, you know, and kills the ones that have come to you. Um, but how I long to gather you to myself as a mother hen gathers her chicks. But you were not willing, and now your house is left to you desolate. He wept. It's God's desire that none should perish but come to repentance. Um, he doesn't delight in judging the wicked, as Isaiah says. Um, and uh, so we have that that we kind of wrestle with because we're talking about the sovereignty of God. And I think it was Tozer that said that um, if God wasn't, you know, um, you know, if he was small enough to figure out, he wouldn't be big enough to worship. And so we see both of that taught. We look at the sovereignty of God, um, those things used for his purposes um, that, as he knows. And, um, and the sovereignty of God is a very, very sobering thing, a very real thing as well. Um, so hopefully I, I know that you know, not everybody gets satisfied with those answers, but um, I don't have it all figured out. I just know God is sovereign, and I know that we also have a choice. And Lucifer chose to rebel against God. Judas, uh, he chose to rebel against Jesus um, and betray him. And it was, and we know that, you know, other instance, instances as well. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Tough questions. So um, let's go to the text line that, um, talking about turning from sin to be saved since we're saved by grace. We are saved by grace, and that's something that we need to remember, um, that repentance is a part of the gospel message, uh, to repent, uh, to turn to Jesus Christ. Uh, if we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Praise God for that. Uh, but, you know, we're saved by grace, by faith, uh, Christ alone, faith alone. Um, but it's a living faith. It's turning to him. It's humbling ourselves and recognizing our need to come to him. And Paul, as he would write about the doctrine of justification in chapters 3, 4, and 5 of the book of Romans, then he would write about the doctrine of sanctification. And it begins that by saying, should we continue in sin that grace abounds? He said, certainly not. We're dead to sin. We're a new creation in Christ, Paul would write in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. All things have passed away. All things become new. Uh, we have a new heart. There's regeneration. So we don't stop sinning, uh, but as we grow in the Lord, uh, we should be sinning less. We should be growing in the Lord. Sin should grieve us when we do. We need to confess it, but we don't continue practicing sin that grace may abound. Paul says we identify with him in this newness of life. So that's what we need to remember as we come to Christ, um, saved by grace, saved by faith, um, but we don't practice sin. Um, we are to, we're commanded to live in holiness. And here's a verse to always remember that, uh, and I have uh, have said this many times to my congregation, but I think it's worth repeating that 
this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. And every command of the Lord is an expression of his love to you. Always remember that. It's not to be a burden to you. It's not to burden you down. It's not to weigh you down. It is to free you. And living after sin, and I think it's important for us as Christians to understand this, why would we want to live in sin? Because sin's just going to put you in bondage. Peter writes that we've been brought out of the darkness into his marvelous light. So why would we want to continue in sin to be in bondage, to be in darkness? We, we're free from sin. We're free to live for him. And that's what grace is all about. So as this text question comes in asking about grace, grace means that we're free to live for him, not free to sin. We're free to to walk with the Lord and to know him and to um, you know, just be delivered from the world and um, not only the penalty of sin he frees us from, but the power of sin in the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. To walk in the Spirit, we won't fulfill the desires of the flesh, as the book of Galatians tells us. So uh, really understand this is important for us, um, that God didn't bring us out of the world and out of the darkness so we can go back into it. And why would we want to go back into it? Why would we want to go back to Egypt? That was the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness wondering, we want to go back to Egypt. Um, and we want to go back. It was easier in the old hangouts, the old you know, uh, ways of life and stuff. No, we have a new life in Christ. Um, and we're free to live for him. And we're free from the bondage of the world. And Satan's very good, very good about deceiving and trying to get you to go back to the old hangouts, the old kickbacks, you know, the old ways, remember the good times, but he doesn't remind you of the bondage that you can be in, the bondage that you were in, depression, being defeated, um, all of that. And so we're free to live for Christ. Listen, live for him, folks. Live for him. And that's what we're to do um, as we go to him, as we look to him. And in everything is what we're to do. Um, as we know that a uh, question came in just real quick. I can't read it all. Um, Jesus kept the law perfectly. He did. And um, he kept the law. He lived a perfect life. Um, and he was one that um, was able to go to the sin, uh, go to the cross uh, as the one who um, was the son of God, who lived a perfect life and died in place of us. So, um you know, he, the one who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So, and then a prayer request as we're getting close to ending the show um, is that would you please pray uh, for our travel, that we're going to be traveling across the country uh, to southern Florida. So uh, pray for for me and the kids as we make this long journey. And Lord, you know who's making this long journey. And Lord, I just pray for your protection upon them, that you would be with them, that Lord, that um, they wouldn't have car troubles. Um, they wouldn't have any problems, you know, as they stop and rest. Uh, they they uh, wouldn't uh, have any problems in any other ways, but uh, give them uh, good travel, safe travel. They would... Uh, arrive at their destination um, safely and on time and and just help them maneuver through the weather and traffic and everything else and just pray for your hand of protection upon them 
And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, as we're ending the show, again, I want to remind you that a lot of people come out to Colorado. Those of you who are listening, perhaps Radio by Grace or Hope or Truth FM, uh, if you're traveling uh, through Colorado, we'd love for you to stop. Many people come to Rocky Mountain National Park, like 4 million visitors every single year come to Rocky Mountain National Park. We're about 45 minutes away um, and 40 miles away to the entrance of Rocky Mountain National Park. I'd love for you to stop by the church and say hello and tell me that you listen to Calvary Live. Uh, maybe you get a chance to do that as you come into Aurora, uh, Calvary uh, church in Aurora. Uh, go see Pastor Ed. Tell him that uh, you're visiting. So just want to throw that out to you as you make your summer plans, as you're traveling to our beautiful state. I'd love for you to stop by and say hello and visit with us. Let us know how the radio program has blessed you and uh, how you listen in. And we get, we get feedback and uh, people that are tremendously blessed. So looking forward to it and uh, continuing to be a small part of your life. Uh, in blessing you and praying for you and being able to share the scriptures with you through God's word. We're going to be back tomorrow at the same time. And so be sure to tune in. Tell your friends about it, about Calvary Live, to tune in. And I know that they will be tremendously blessed. So you hear the music. Thank you, everybody who called. And um, thank you for um, just being a part of the show. We'll be again, as I said, here tomorrow at the same time. So God bless you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.